everyone. Welcome to News and Brew Sports Biz, our to the point video and podcast series that advocates for the financial voices in college athletics and features new developments impacting the business of college sports. I'm Katie Davis, and I'm joined by my partner, Ken Kurzel, and we are the leaders of the James Moore Collegiate Athletics team. We're excited to have you join us today as Ken and I chat with our special guest, Mario Morris, Deputy Athletic Director and CFO at University of Notre Dame. Hey, Mario. Hey, good morning, guys. Mario, uh, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your history in college athletics. Um, what got you into the industry, how you got to where you are now, and maybe what gets you up in the morning. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. Thank you again for having me. Uh, it's been a, a, a sort of a fast ride for me in college athletics. Um, you know, I'm a former Division I student athlete uh, and uh, couldn't, couldn't get further away from college athletics when I finished at Alabama. But um, you know, throughout the years, I've, I've had an opportunity to uh, go to law school and, um, and work a little bit in a law firm and, and work a lot in financial uh, services. And I really, you know, changed courses after the 2008 recession. I really wanted to take a look and see what I wanted to do uh, sort of with the rest of my life and what impact I wanted to make. And college athletics was the, the place where I found a home uh, where I could contribute to an organization that provided opportunities for, for kids like me uh, when I was growing up. Uh, that experience was very transformational for me, and I wanted to be able to contribute that to, to others. And so I was able to combine my experience in financial services, my educational journey um, in, in law, and, um, and combine that with my love of, of college athletics and, and, and hoping to help our student athletes. And so uh, I began working at the University of Wisconsin in their athletic department in 2010, uh, actually was just volunteering, helping them out uh, with some budget um, uh, budget analysis and some presentations. I was actually working full time, you know, somewhere else. And about nine months later, they offered me a position to be the budget director. And uh, my career sort of took off from there. Um, I became the, the chief financial officer there in 2014-15 and, uh, and moved over to Notre Dame as the deputy athletic director uh, in 2019. So just completed my second year uh, here at, at Notre Dame and uh, very excited to continue my journey in college athletics. Um, well, and on a recent panel discussion that you were on, you talked about um, in budgeting the importance of building authentic relationships across campus. Will you share more about what you've done since arriving at Notre Dame and how those relationships have um, led to synergies during the pandemic? Yeah, you know, it was, um, as I think about that two years ago, it was very intentional, my onboarding. Um, you know, it's, uh, our athletic director, as you know, is uh, very busy. Um, he wears a lot of hats, you know, he's our commissioner uh, for football and, um, you know, obviously represents us in the conference uh, in the ACC and, and in the Big Ten for hockey. Uh, and so <clears throat> when they created this position, they, they wanted somebody to be here on campus, you know, continuing to forge those relationships across campus and, and really uh, working with campus leaders, you know, on behalf of athletics. And uh, so my first two weeks here, I have counted, we had, I had about 35 meetings and I would say 20 to 25 of those were with campus peers and stakeholders. Uh, so it's very intentional, very important to build those relationships. As you know, Notre Dame is a very integrated um, university. 
you know, we, we don't have our own academic services or athletic development um, that, that reports directly to us. And, and so uh, many of our units are campus units. And so we're just very integrated and building those relationships was really, really important. Um, and so my first year was probably uh, mostly of that. It was mostly building relationships across campus and it was, it became invaluable. Um, sort of as we, you know, face this pandemic. And so it, it's really been a, a great time, a great time for us, you know, to learn more about each other and to work together. And, and it, Ken, as far as what keeps me up at night, um, well, right now, what keeps me up at night is my two-week-old. Uh, we just had a little son. Uh, wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> you guys will get this. Um, I'm pretty naive here. We, um, uh, I thought I had it figured out. Yeah, the first couple of nights were really rough. And, you know, the last few nights, ah, we got this. This is pretty good. Last night, not so much. So I needed the morning <laughs> brew, obviously, for this morning. So, uh, but uh, we, we love him and, um, and so couldn't be happier. Well, that oh, that's is awesome, Mario. Yeah, wonderful news. Congratulations to you Thank and your family. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Mario, one of the things I know that uh, you're very focused in the initiatives you have within Notre Dame on, you know, improving business practices, especially as you've had to adjust to um, getting more done with fewer resources. Can you give us some examples of kind of how you're doing that and, um, you know, the importance of that within the athletic department? Yeah, it's, uh, that's a great question. You know, we um, obviously, like everyone, uh, we had to implement some uh, mitigation, some risk mitigation as it came to COVID and the financial impacts of that. We're not unable to fill positions. Um, you know, we reduced our operational budgets to by 20%. And so, um, and so it was, um, it's been, you know, uh, you know, tough on, on everyone. Uh, and, so, but, but even that, even though we faced that, I always believed that we could get better. There are areas where we could get better and areas where we can improve. Um, and, and Jack, um, you know, sort of helped us think through this and said, hey, we're going to come out of this pandemic one day. And, and how do we want to come out of it? Right. So thinking about that, we formed several committees. Obviously, there were sort of the return to play committees that, you know, really had to uh, put together the protocols for our student athletes to return to competition. Uh, within the areas that I oversee, um, you know, we, we formed a revenue enhancement committee new revenue committee, uh, a workforce planning committee, and a operational efficiency committee. And um, <clears throat> had some great chairs of those committees and, and came away with some, some great takeaways. Uh, we were just on a, a NACTA webinar um, uh, last week uh, with regards to some revenue generation pro projects that we were taking a look at. But with regards to operational efficiencies, <clears throat> you know, I, I did feel like there were some areas where we could improve. Uh, we implemented a new contract management uh, process, uh, a new software and process. Uh, we engaged James Moore to, to help us uh, review our uh, business practices and our ticket office and, 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 and try to get better there. Um, that was also a cross-campus collaboration. Um, you know, we initiated that review out of athletics, but we invited our audit team from campus to participate <clears throat> because they have a role in it. And, and, and I think the outcome is, is going to be great. Uh, there were some great recommendations that we're going to implement moving forward. Uh, we implemented also new purchasing workflows, 
Um, and uh, and we reviewed our team travel policies, per diem policies, and our summer financial aid policies. So those were some things that we were able to do even during the pandemic. And uh, couldn't be happier of, uh, you know, couldn't be prouder of the committees and the work that they did. Uh, we brought in a lot of people from a lot of different areas, people that that weren't used to doing these things, and, and they stepped up. And, and that was, you know, one of the, the bright spots coming out of the pandemic is we learned a lot more about our people and, and some of the things that they were able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, well, thanks for the shout out. And I mean, that's very impressive of all of the things you were able to start and work on through the pandemic, in addition to, um, you know, having a new baby too. So you're, you're Superman um, for being able to kind of juggle all of that. So um, kudos to that. And I can just say even to your leadership of we really enjoyed working with your team and the excitement and open mindedness of looking at new ways of doing things um, and seeing how you collaborated with your audit services on campus. Um, we don't see that a lot at universities. So that says a lot to um, the leadership at Notre Dame um, for for being that collaborative. Um, Thank you. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, uh, I want to talk about um, name, image, and likeness. So as a former student athlete, what does NIL mean to you? Ah, a lot. Um, you know, I, I penned an article in College AD in uh, December of last year, December 2020. And, um, you know, and sort of, I sort of wanted to take a look at name, image, and likeness from my perspective as a former student athlete and from my perspective as a senior college administrator. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually uh, one of the fortunate ones. I have been compensated for my name, image, and likeness. Um, you know, although many, many years later, uh, you know, I played on a national championship team at Alabama and we were featured on the NCAA uh, football, EA Sports football game. And, and so uh, being a championship team, we're on every, on every year. And so thanks to Ed O'Bannon and, and, and others, uh, you know, we, I was, you know, able to be compensated on my name, image, and likeness. And so I know what that means from a, from a student athlete perspective, you know, as a senior college administrator, um, you know, my, my, I look at it the same way. Um, you know, I really care about our student athletes and I want them to be able to, um, participate in name, image, and likeness. And I want them to be able to do many things that our regular students are doing. Um, you know, I am cautious, and I think I pointed out some of the some of the things in my article um, about maybe how we should proceed. I'm cautious because you know I think we do need to have a framework or guardrails, um, uh, but but I don't want us to overregulate. Um, you know, we don't have there. You can't hire enough people to to, to regulate, and and so and that's what we've seen in the past, unfortunately, with NCAA uh, le legislation. I think you have really great people. Trying to come up with solutions, but I think sometimes we overregulate. Um, I would prefer a national framework that allowed um, some conference and institutional flexibility. I really truly believe that we should align. Uh, we should be able to align with our colleges and universities uh, on on how we treat other students, and you know when they intersect with commercialism uh, on campus, right? And, and I think we should maybe take a look back at our universities and see how it's done, right? We're, we're you know, we're trying to reinvent the wheel in some cases, and I don't think it's necessary. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I'm actually studying this through my PhD studies um, on, on, on how uh, commercialism and students, how they intersect on campuses. And I, and I hope that we can learn some things from that, um, that we can apply in this situation. 
Um, I also think we need more of a student athlete voice. Um, I, need, I, I believe they need a seat at the table or multiple seats at the table. Our student athletes are very different uh, when it comes to um, you know, uh, name, image, and likeness. Um, you know, we'll have some that really uh, can benefit off of this and some that, that may not as much. Uh, and so I, I'd like to see a diverse representation of our student athletes sitting at the table as these rules are, 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 are made. And so um, I just think it's really important to continue to think about the student athlete and think about them as students and, and try to um, align as much as possible uh, to our universities. I think we'll all be better off if we do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you make a great point. There's so many universities that have innovation incubators or entrepreneurship programs. And you're right, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. I think if they collaborate with each other um, with athletics, you can learn a lot and definitely fills in the gaps that I think is missing from where a lot of the consultants that are coming out on NIL that are just focused on promotion and branding and social media there's so much more to it than that. And so have, utilizing resources you already have on campus means you're saving money and building more relationships. So I, I totally agree with that. I think it's an awesome topic for you to be studying. Um, specific to EA Sports, so when they announced they were coming back out with their NCAA game, um, Notre Dame was one of the first schools that took a stance that said you weren't going to support it until NIL was finalized. Um, would you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Uh, you know, it, it, a little bit before that, though, this is back in, I think, 2015. Um, you know, our president, Father John, had came out with an op-ed uh, advocating for name, image, and likeness for our student athletes. And so that's been a part of the fabric here at Notre Dame. Uh, another piece of that what I just alluded to is that we try to make our student athlete experience much, uh, some, in many ways, similar to our student experience. Uh, and that is a principle that we have here. Uh, and so when it came to the EA Sports, when we learned of this, uh, this was an easy decision for us. Um, we really didn't want to move forward with this until we understood how this could impact our, our student athletes and how our student athletes could benefit from this. You know, um, you can remove the name, image, and likeness of student athletes, but we all know that much of the value of that video game has been due to the contribution of student athletes over time and much of the future value going forward will be due to the student athletes uh, and, the, and their contributions. And so um, we wanted to be, um, you know, really deliberate about this and really, you know, put out there that we really care about our student athletes and, uh, and we care about them being a part of this going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. Mario, you mentioned earlier um, Jack coming to you and talking about, you know, someday we're going to come out of this pandemic and be in a different position. What are some lessons that you've learned over the last year um, that you really think can help improve the industry going forward as we uh, move to the post-pandemic model? Yeah, you know, I think there were some some general things that that we learned, some general things that I learned and and, and that we learned, you know, sort of as an institution and and, and as the in the industry. Um, you know, I, I've never heard the term show grace more than, you know, than I have in the last year and, and really came to understand really what that meant, um, you know, showing empathy, um, you know, as <clears throat> my previous role as a CFO, sometimes you, 
you know, you know, you're a little bit more stringent than, than sort of how you operate. And, um, you know, as you grow, you learn to be a little bit more flexible and show people grace, understand where they're coming from. And so that's been something that um, that definitely we've learned, um, you know, over the past year. Uh, I think making decisions with less than optimal information uh, and with situations that are changing uh, really rapidly, uh, I think is another thing that we learned. You're not going to always have all the information and your decisions won't be perfect. Uh, sometimes they will be wrong, right? And you learn from them and, and you move forward. Um, you know, also learn how to prioritize what's really important. Um, and, and, and so what's important and what's not. Um, I think we all got better at that. With regards to the industry overall, and I think many of us knew this before, uh, you know, college athletics, uh, a lot of us depend upon, you know, really revenue related to football. Uh, and I think uh, this was, you know, really shown th sort of throughout this year. Uh, and so, you know, it just, it, it showed us again that we have to diversify our revenue streams. Um, and that's really important. Um, you know, we have to create uh, revenue streams that are non-game day related. Uh, and so and so we're off and running with that here at Notre Dame. Uh, and it's going to be important for, for us and for others uh, moving forward. Uh, we also learned that, you know, we can always tighten our belt. I think we tighten it just as much as anyone. Uh, and, and so um, I like to thank our coaches and our staff and our student athletes for working with us to, to do that. Uh, it was really a team effort, um, you know, in our university as well uh, in helping us to sort of move through this year. I think going forward, I really believe institutions will have to decide, um, you know, what their identity is and, and who they are. Um, you know, what level of intercollegiate athletics can you truly support? Uh, I think we got to be honest with ourselves and ask these difficult questions. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to get easier, right? With name, image, and likeness, with the Austin case, you know, out there, um, you know, so there's there's many more headwinds that we're going to have to face. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves on on what our business model is and and what our mission is. And and so um, I hope that um, that we all can do that and and move forward and continue to create these wonderful opportunities for our student athletes. That's great. Yeah. Well, Mario, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, before we end, we always talk about uh, a brew that we feature. And just so everyone knows, we're, we're filming it. It's now 10 a.m. So we're not drinking beer today. Um, and I know Mario's probably got an extra coffee. Um, and and I've, I'm enjoying a home brew as well. Um, but um, I promised uh, one of our listeners uh, that I would try a sour. So I don't like sours. So I'm going to spend the next month trying to find one that I like and in May. Um, so Angela at Ole Miss, I will feature a sour, uh, a sour for you next month. Um, but uh, Mario, thank you again for joining us. Yeah. Um, and yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in as well. Um, cheers and go Irish. Go Irish. To learn more about the James Warren Company Collegiate Athletics and Higher Education segments, go to jmco.com. And don't forget to sign up for insights to get our latest industry updates, news and events delivered straight to your inbox. You can also follow us on Twitter at JMCO Higher Ed. 
and on LinkedIn for the latest news as the landscape of collegiate athletics and higher education is continually evolving.